Welcome to Authentic AF with Aaron, powerful conversations for aspiring leaders. I always strive to bring on guests that will push the limits of what you think is possible for you in your leadership. The goal is to create a shifted and transformed perspective on what it takes to truly lead and inspire. If you think you have what it takes to be Authentic AF, then come join the Facebook group, Authentic AF with Aaron. Thank you for listening and enjoy today's show. Welcome to another exciting episode of Authentic AF with Erin, and today's honored guest is Deb Acker, and I am so excited to have her here today. She's been a part of several of my online series, but she also is just an exceptional mind around the space of transformation and the power of our intention, emotions. Uh, she had a history where uh, it was pretty traumatic. Her dad left when she was really young, and then um, her mother died when she was 17, and those really big defining things that have happened to her in her in her deep childhood and young life cemented this really deep pattern in her that it would take over 40 years to heal. And in that process, she learned forgiveness, the importance of owning her emotions, and not just the good ones, and most importantly, <laughs> just the importance of healing deep-rooted patterns in order to create a powerful change in our life. So as an intuitive, she runs a couple things. She does Deb's Living Deeply Live and some online workshops, trainings, and talks to expand upon all the things that she has um, learned and continues to teach people. And one of the things that's really cool is that she's recently made a slight uh, change. She's actually working with corporate executives now, um, teaching them high-level strategies and tactics that she herself learned from a combination of being in the corporate world for over 20 years. And then uh, she also was teaching, speaking, writing. And she's included, um, been included in the Huffington Post, Women for One, Drive Global, Elephant Journal, and she is a world traveler, just like me, which is awesome. Uh, I love, maybe we'll get a travel story out of you today, too. In yeah, fact, I think you awesome. might. I love traveling, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we'll, we'll talk about later how you can reach out to Deb, but Deb, welcome. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and grateful to be here, and yeah, excited for our conversation today. Yeah, and so, well, the big news is congratulations, you just moved, and welcome to Arizona. You're in Arizona, and I, I am so excited to hear about that journey for you. Yeah, no, I'm, I moved to Arizona, so I was living in Chicago, and, um, you know, for years have had sort of the seed in my mind of, like, I want to move, I want to move to the West Coast, and um, uh, as many people know, I do so much of everything, everything I do, I do out of with guidance, right? And um, was kind of waiting for the go ahead um, from my guidance to be like, okay, like what's, you know, when's the time? And um, uh, a few months ago, I got the hit was like, it's time. And so of course, started to set things in motion and get myself in the right mindset for that, as well as to, um, you know, do the physical world thing pieces of like getting things in motion. Um, and then we had uh, <laughs> the interesting timing of the world's events. Um, and uh, it's been a really interesting journey to, to navigate with everything that's going on in the world. Um, and I will say uh, one of the ways that I was given to sort of look at, look at our current world events and, um, and everything that's happening in the world is sort of, um, you know, obviously, um, you know, you want to obviously make sure you're exercising precautions and doing, doing what's right, but then also sort of looking at what is your activation in this, um, in, in the world's events, right? And one of the activations that kind of wanted to come forth and present itself 
was uh, self-trust for me. So it was like, uh, do I trust my truth over the world's or do I trust the world's truth over mine? And what an amazing gift to step, start to step into that and really um, navigate that as um, I was making such a huge, huge and big move across the country. Yeah, this is such an interesting thing because uh, literally, this is no joke, over the past week, I've been having some pretty heavy energy around uh, lineage stuff and then also around my ability to trust myself, you know, and this whole idea of like, what, like, if I don't like what is presenting around me, like, what, where in me can I make the shift, right? And so right. there's a lot of this deep, really intense energy happening right now. And I've, I've felt like that, that issue of faith and trust is just so huge. And I was listening last night. I have a, a mentor in prosperity right now. And she, I swear, it's like she speaks directly to me when she talks. It's so weird. But like, it's like anything I've been thinking about, she is talking about in a way that it just hits me and resonates. And last night, she was talking a lot about how when we're young, um, we may develop, and, and you're the expert in this, and I'd like to know your opinion, but uh, we develop patterns for uh, dealing with things to create a sense of worthiness or uh, you know, that we can receive the love or the nutrition or whatever, um, and also patterns of, of calm and peace, but those may uh, kind of present in different coping strategies and mechanisms that aren't very healthy for us in the long run, right? Right. And so she was saying that a lot of us get to these breaking points kind of like now, like we're, we're home with ourselves or we're, we had to massively change our routine. And it's like some of us are looking at making some big changes that but then we have this inner resistance like, hmm, I don't know, is it safe? And that safety conversation is really about the trust, you know, the, and it ultimately at this point, we're not three years old anymore. So it's like it's ultimately about the trust we have for ourselves to be able to handle whatever is going to happen as a result of us making that change. And I was just like, Ooh, this is so juicy. <laughs> it's, that is, that is so good. And what I would say too. So one of the things that kind of came up through or for me during this process is first of all, I believe we're all intuitive. We have that ability to open our intuition. The more we work on our childhood patterns, right? The more we heal those, the more we clear those, the more that this guidance system that we all are instilled with comes through us right? And we're able to tune into it and tap into it, right? It's not just for the select few. Um, one piece of this journey, you know, that I feel like, again, our world's events brought up is that whole piece of, um, can I start to connect to myself, right? And really connect, because when, when we can connect to ourselves, we know if a situation is safe, right? We know, can we trust? We know, is this a good idea or not? So when I can tap into my body and go, oh, going to the store right now, you know, for instance, feels like a no, right? And even deeper than that, the more we wire in self-trust, the more we know we're safe in the world, no matter whether we feel, you know, it's like, like literally I, I initially was doing it. You know, for me, I was like, okay, I'm going to read the energy. Is this safe? Is that safe? All this stuff. And over and over again, my guys just kept saying, it's like, stop asking us, you're safe. Like, you know, like you're fine. Like seriously, stop asking. Like this is, You don't need to ask, like you're safe in the world. Right. And, um, you know, also too, as we raise our vibrational levels, it's like, almost like, like there's a world where, uh, for lack of a better way to put this, there's a world where coronavirus lives. And there's a world like as you raise your vibrational levels where it sort of like doesn't exist in the same way that it can exist if you're hanging out in fear or, you know, in lower level emotions. 
Absolutely. And I think that that's really a critical point of, you know, what mindset are we choosing to, to see the world through? Because we can react animalistically to something, right, in a way that we have a trauma or a trigger pattern of things. But then, you know, the, the responsibility piece is really choosing to, is like, like you said, are you hanging out at that, like, you know, kind of shady shame, fear type of vibe? Or is it more of the, you know, hopeful, joy, uh, potential, possibility, something is more expansive. And, and it's really interesting right now because that's the reason I don't watch the news, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Just like, oh, yeah. turn it off. <laughs> yeah, like I have a sales program and um, it's upping your sales game program, but it's um, the, uh, basically one of the videos I did in that program was how do we manage our energy? Right. And it's because we're not aware of like, it's like, okay, if I go on social media and then I look at something and depending on what your feed looks like and what you're being exposed to, first of all, you don't have control over what you're seeing on your feed, really. I mean, very minimal, you know, yeah, yeah sure. You can unfollow someone if you don't like their energy and stuff. But in general, you're sort of just getting this random lack for lack of a better way to put, put it crapshoot, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, things being thrown yeah. at you and same thing with the news. So it's like, it's like being really aware and really mindful of like, okay, how does this make me feel? And if it doesn't make you feel good, taking responsibility to, you know, make sure that you're doing things and, and looking at things and doing things and all that stuff that make you feel good. And even more than that, like, so for instance, like yesterday I went to the grocery store and um, go to the grocery store and I'm super sensitive being, but I think we're all connected. And so we're all sensitive, but just a matter of how aware are we truly to that sensitivity. But, you know, I leave the grocery store and I'm like, every single time this happens, I have to, and I have to clear my energy, right? I leave the grocery store. I'm like coughing. <laughs> I feel happiness in my chest. And I'm like, and then I was like, and then, the, you know, some, a lot of, uh, a lot of us uh, intuitives and stuff ask the question, is this mine? Right. And we know it's not ours. Right. But like recognizing that whether you're in person or if you're online or watching the news or anything that you're constantly picking up, uh, you know, energies. And if those energies aren't positive, you're going to notice and you're going to feel not as good. Right. And then having ways and, um, you know, I have this, I have a free kit that's out that I'm going to share, share with you, but, um, you know, uh, the, the, like the kit talks about, it's like, how do you just clean that part, like that energy so that you're not walking around feeling not good. And then you're going out into the world and going, oh my God, I don't feel good right now. And then taking all that anxiety and fear and everything that's just out there right now. Um, and not having, you know, having ways to take care of yourself. Yeah. And I think that that's really important is the practicality of it too, because a lot of people talk, like I hear a lot of talk, 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 talk. I'm like, well, how do I actually do something about this in the moment that I'm having my, my self doubt or whatever. And uh, I love that. So I'm anxious to see that myself. Um, you know, I, I know that obviously I can't even imagine because I mean, that, that was a multi-state move. You're still waiting for some of your stuff to arrive. So you're kind of like in, in the transition, right? But yes. like, what was the experience life like out there on the road? Are there still big trucks? Like what's going on? I have no idea. I mean, so I had, so here's what, here's like, it's like, it was very interesting, right? So there's a lot of like pieces to this. And initially I thought I was going to drive. I actually didn't drive. I gave my, like, you know, part of, I you know, obviously the, what's happening in the world is really, there's a lot of sadness and, and I'm not discrediting that. But for me, when I, when all this started happening, I was like, well, you know, you, we can, we get to choose. It's like, okay, do we, can we see this as for us or see it as not for us? Right. And when I was making this move, I really saw it as for me, you know? And so, I mean, for instance, like I was mentioning to you, like, like this apartment, the price of this apartment dropped $200 per month. 
And I was like, this is going to be, this is for me, right? You know, because they were having trouble getting people in the apartment, right? Um, and so really starting to look and see, it's like, okay, um, so like, so that the process of move, so I'll, I'll, there's so many things I, and I wrote a whole blog post about it, but I was like, there's so many things I could talk to you about, but I'll highlight just a, two or three things. So, um, and just two or three parts of my process. So for instance, um, one part of my process was, so I had, I always do things intuitively, but for whatever reason with my, I was just, it was, again, it was like, this for me was an activation and self-trust. Um, and so, uh, when I made, booked my movers, it did not feel right. And I went with it anyways and like totally overrode my intuition, which I knew it was like going to blow up in my face. But I was like, I don't know why I didn't do it sooner, but I just, I just, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I kept talking myself into it. Right. Which is really important when we are looking at the self-trust activate, you know, just like self-trust and just in general, right. It's like, we have that gut feeling really paying attention to that. But, um, so the night before my move, I finally was like, this does not feel right. And I can't do this. And I canceled it. So like logistically, um, in Chicago, like I live in, I lived in a high rise. You have to book the elevator for a small window of time. Like there was, you know, they don't like, you can't overlap with someone else's move. It's the end of the month. Um, they had movers I knew for the following day. So I only really had this like small <laughs> like window. Right. And, um, I, when I, I, it's 10 o'clock at night, nine or 10 o'clock at night. And I say, I tell them, cancel it. I'm out you know, and I, they were, they, they were, they were expecting to kind of corner me and get me to stay. Right. And just sort of take advantage of me. And I was like, Nope, not happening. And you know, I, I, as soon as I let go of them, it's like, I felt lighter and I just went into a deep state of trust of like, I am going to find movers that are going to move me out in the window that I need, you know, like total surrender, total trust. Um, and so it was so fascinating because you know, I mean, I had the backup plan was I move my stuff and I move it into a storage locker and then a friend of mine will, I'll hire movers and then a friend of mine will be there and we'll get it across country and another date, right? That was the backup plan. But I was like, I don't see that happening. I'm like, they're going to, someone's going to move my stuff and it's not going to be me, right? And so, you know, like I said, I went into a high space of surrender and just like that morning, the morning of my move, I, you know, I used my intuition called two people that had felt much right, you know, more right. And, um, both of them couldn't do it, but then I got the fit to ask one of them if they had a referral and they referred me to a company that actually could do it. So that right there, um, uh, total trust, right. Total trust in the process, totally trust and surrendering. Do I wish I had listened to my intuition to begin with? Yeah. <laughs> and it was a great lesson for me. I was like, okay, this is a great, like great lesson. Like, you know, like you didn't listen to your intuition, your intuition's always right. You know? And so that was one piece of the process. And then I got out here and I didn't have a place to live. So <laughs> here we are again, just another like, it's like, okay, you're going to be in limbo for a little while and just in this state. And what was interesting about it is I like, I knew I was going to be able to move into the place that I wanted, you know, that, that, I, that when I found the place, I was going to move in right away. And what happened was, is like, well, first of all, I didn't get my car for like, it was two days or three days late. So I'm like waiting, waiting to even have my car so I can go see properties. And then finally got my car. And like the next day my realtor made some appointments, but none of those felt like they were going to happen. But I ended up seeing this one place. I liked it. I thought, okay, I could live here. It's really great. And then, but something told me to keep looking. And so the following, like, basically it was a, a series of synchronicities, right? Because like, 
one of not my realtor because my realtor wasn't going out with me because she 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 has her husband's high risk and so she's like i can't put myself at risk with you traveling um basically this other realtor for no commission just offered to send me a bunch of properties and he sent me some properties that she had not sent me and i like because we had it we had said gated and he sent some that were not gated because um and I, so i was like okay you know, I'm like, I felt like when he sent them to me, I'm like, there's some nice ones in here. I think this could be good. Right. And so that was actually where, how I found the place that I'm living in. And though, had she been going out with me, I'm doubting that he may have offered that. Right. Because it was like, she would have been with me. Right. So it would have been less likely that this person would have been like, let me get you some more properties. It's like, Hey, you have your realtor. You're good. You're all set. Um, and so then the property I ended up seeing was really interesting because the property I saw, it was on a Monday and a Tuesday. So the Monday property was the one that I was like, this is nice, but there's something more. I think there's something more. And that was more of my old energy. So it felt very comfortable to me. It felt very like much like, oh yeah, it was not upgraded, but it was like a nice apartment, an awesome balcony, like an awesome patio. Um, I was like, this is so nice. Like that part of it was so nice. But then, like I said, I felt that there was something more. And then the next day, the new apartment, which is totally freaking upgraded, um, I was like, oh, this feels less comfortable. And it's so fascinating because we're so, like, a lot of times we're so used to what we've had, you know, it can be like easier to be like, okay, like I'm going to take, take what I had, which is like the lower vibration when the intention, a huge part of the intention of this move was um, upgrading right? Was like the, like it was, it was being stretched, which be careful what you ask for. <laughs> I totally got stretched. And then the second part of this was like, this is an upgrade, right? This is this, like, that's the intention. And so what I realized in part two, which was just a cool, cool little piece of it was the old, the, uh, the older apartment was feminine energy and the new apartment was masculine energy. And um, if, you know, for anyone who studied the polarities and masculine and feminine, masculine energy holds the space. And I was like, and also when you're in a masculine space, you tend to go more feminine. And if you're in a feminine, you know, if you're being feminine, then your, your partner or your apartment in this case can be more masculine, right? And so to have a masculine apartment, I was like, cool, it's holding the space for me to have that upgrade and also to be in my feminine, which has been a huge part of my journey. So like super interesting, like little pieces throughout the whole process. Wow. you. Uh, you give me something to think about there. I'm like, I wonder what my space is. I had somebody come in and feng shui, you know, like do an assessment. Mm -hmm. And it turns out like my front door is in an optimal position, like the kitchen and the living room makes sense. Uh, but what happened was the bedroom, which is what I'm in, was my old master bedroom and the guest room were flip-flops. So this is the wealth and prosperity corner, which happens to be the big, huge room with the nice fan and everything. And then um, the little room was tiny and gets really hot in the afternoons. And that apparently is the love and marriage corner. And that's where I had my office for a long period of time. I'm like, why am I not breaking through into success in my business? You know? And then she's like, da, 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 da. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. So like I hauled my gigantic Tempur-Pedic from this room into that by myself and like switched it all around. But I'd never thought about it like the actual space itself having like a, a polarity energy. So now I'm going to have to, I, I mean, any tips on that? You know, like what, what am I looking for? <laughs> well, and that was, that was so interesting because I hadn't thought about it like that either, you know, and some spaces are kind of more neutral. Like yeah. I see about my old space, right? And I was like, it's kind of neutral and maybe it almost like followed me, but it's like every single thing has its own, like our businesses have their own spirit. 
yeah. right? It's like they have their own, like, and, and that's part of how something thrives, right? It's like if you actually sort of tune into what their spirit is versus what your spirit is and then just projecting your spirit onto them. So like for me, like for instance, like in my apartment, it's got like, it's very square. It's like very, like, it's like, very, it's got high ceilings, but it's like very like, like straight and square. Whereas the other one kind of was like, well, it had a little bit of a softer feel to it. Mm. Um, like looking at what I see right now, I would lean more towards feminine than masculine, but you do, you have kind of a balance, right? So I think some part, some apartments, um, have probably more balance in some apartments like or, it was just very interesting because those those both of those apartments were not neither one of them are, were like this is you know totally like just balanced it's like that one apartment was feminine it was totally feminine and this apartment was like totally masculine and I was like that is so fascinating and how does and then I just like I said I looked at how did how does that impact my energy being in that kind of space yeah yeah, that's interesting. I mean, definitely I do feel like safe in my space. Like this feels like home to me. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like like a place that I'd want to be forever. So for me, it does have like a transient energy type of vibe. But what's interesting is that I feel like having the office in here is fantastic for the energy of like having the sun come up and across. It's like it's with me for most of the day or daytime that I need that that energy, right? So like I hadn't thought about it in terms of um, kind of the setup. I actually think mine's more neutral because it's got yeah, a lot of angles. Yeah. I have like, I have raised ceilings in the, in the living area and it's kind of like on an angle and there's a lot of that, but I've put in some like feminine aspects and colors and things. And it's just kind of interesting. Um, it's definitely not like my vibe in terms of, I like more like you were talking about like the, like fresher and like, I mean, the, the countertops in my kitchen and bathroom are like epoxy. I mean, this is like from, you know, the dark ages. So yeah, yeah. It's like, like my old apartment. Here, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, it's funny. Well, and it was an opportunity for me to open my receiving, right? Yeah. Because it was like, I, it's like, it's, it's like, I just, you know, we get taught, like when I was growing up, it was like, just like, it's almost like, take what you can get, get yourself in like the smallest, crappiest space, you know, like, and you don't think about how, like, then, you know, you're growing up in these environments and then you take those in and you're like, I, I can make this work. And you're like, you know, like you're, you're whatever, like in this space, it's like tiny or you're, you know, it's not nice. And you're like, but it's cheap or, you know, like all those versions. Right. And then looking at that and looking at that in relation to our money, right. And how we do abundance and how, how it impacts our state of being and how that like the impacting our state of being then like okay how does that roll out into what our finances look like and to what we're creating in our life and what we're creating in our business and in our models and everything so so much of that it's like we don't we we you know we don't think about bigger impacts sometimes when we're looking at where we're living or um i mean just a lot of aspects right it's like it's we just kind of sometimes when we choose something that's that's cheaper right we're like oh well it's cheaper and you we don't think about it as like okay, but if I choose the thing that's sort of the upgrade, how is that going to impact me and maybe make me even more money, for instance, you know, or help me to feel even better or help me to cultivate something that I've been wanting to create for so many years and it's, you know, it's not been there for me. So um, well, that's fascinating too. Uh, the side note on this apartment is that I actually had a deposit down on a different apartment that's a little bit down the road and up a hill. And um what happened was I was still looking around. I wasn't exactly like perfectly satisfied with the other one. It was, a, it was a nice place, but it was only one bedroom and um, they didn't have an upstairs unit, which is what I wanted. And then 
I saw on the website of this place that I've been, I've been stalking this website for a long time. They have all kinds of listings in the county and one came up in this complex, the one that I'm in now, and they couldn't actually show me the inside of it, but they showed me what a, a similar small unit kind of looked like. So I got a sense of like what it was like. And then you could see the pictures of the inside of it. And that's pretty much all I had to go on. And I knew that it was about $130 more a month to be in here, but I got the extra bedroom. I had an inside washer dryer. Like I was like, Hmm, you know, and I had to think about it for a minute. I had to think just like you're saying, like, is this something that I'm growing into or is this something that like, it's kind of like the things that keep us small in our capacity sometimes like, or, or even right now I'm having thoughts, which is kind of the opposite spectrum of where I got into it very expansively. Now I'm like, Oh my God, like, you know, what if I don't find another good deal? What if I leave this place and I can never find this deal again in quotation marks? Well, that's a money block right there. You know, like that I wouldn't think that I wouldn't be able to find something either equivalent and or, better or maybe a better, you know, income or whatever to support that. Or it's so fascinating how even just a nuance of a thought <laughs> can have such right, a right. <laughs> I mean, and that's like my old place I was in for 16 years and a huge part of like what kept me there over time was like, they, she, my landlord was never raising my rent. I was in this great neighborhood and it was like, okay, like, you know, you can't find anything better than this. Right. And so you know, at some point though, it, it becomes like where you have to, it's like what you want to create overrides like all the benefits of, oh my God, my rent's so cheap or I live in a great neighborhood or, you know, all those things. Like it's, it's like, no, no. Like, and the thing is, is like, like this, the, what I always felt and then other people reflected it to me too. They're like, you are not going to create your next level of life until you move out of that house, that place. I mean, I moved into my twenties I'm not in my twenties anymore. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, so it was one of those things where, um, you know, it's like, you're trying, you're, you're trying, everything had changed within me minus my apartment. And yet I'm sitting here saying, I want X, Y, Z in my life. I want new, new different variations in my life. And yet if I don't change sort of my container, so to speak, um, it's not to say that that can't happen. Right. But it's like, for me, it was like almost like you go, you get into a groundhog day, right? Where you're just living the same day over and over and over. And no matter how much you change so much of the inside, the outer reflection doesn't happen because of your outer environment. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants the groundhog day. I mean, I kind of feel like I'm living that anyways with this whole pandemic, you know, wake up. I mean, it can be easy to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> like they, it's like, most people are, yeah, in <laughs> some version of that. Well, yeah. Absolutely. No, but it's so interesting. And, and, you know, and that's forcing me also just being in kind of like a, a weird situation of like, I can't really go to the places I normally decharge or, you know, decompress and that kind of stuff. And, and it's really forcing me to think about like, what does my ideal life look like? You know, what are the things that I desire for myself? Just like you had this, this vision of yourself being somewhere. Like I had the vision of me being in San Diego. I made it happen. Now I'm here. And it's kind of like, um, I don't want to say like on to the next, but it's like, what's your next cut? What's the next thing? And, and I'm thinking a lot about it. And every now and again, I'll see a rent sign somewhere and I'm kind of curious. So I, I chase that curiosity whenever something comes up for me. I mean, we're using the context of apartments here, but it could be anything. Like for me, I'll, I'll hear or I'll feel the pull somehow. And, and then if I don't follow the curiosity, it tends to just keep popping up and up and up and up until I actually investigate. So it's funny how it works like that. I love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like just that, like, following that flow of energy and allowing it to give you the gift 
you know, it's like allowing it to support you and give you the gift. Yeah. So I know that you, uh, I mean, the, you know, working with corporate was a little bit of something I think we talked about the last time we talked on a show, but now you're actually like kind of going full bore into that. And maybe just talk a little bit about what it's like to make a transition from, you know, doing one thing to something else and, or, or adding. So I'm still doing both. Yes. Yeah. I'm still doing both. So I was, you know, working on the personal side and doing some corporate stuff, but now it's like, it's going to the next level in that. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, I love it because the way that I see my life and my world is it's like this build effect. And it's sort of like, you know, you have different industries. And so the first industry was the personal stuff and healing and healing childhood wounding and all of that. And then like the next level was corporate, right? And the third level is going to be love. But um, <laughs> so the, it's like, I'm, it's like, you, it's like, instead of it being, it's like, the, it ends up being this like, um, you know, just like I said, a build effect and going in and, um, you know, and being able to, it's like, all of it is rooted in the same thing right? I mean, we have, we have wounding, we have childhood stuff. So whether you're working on sales blocks, you know, or money blocks, or you're working on, you know, healing through major trauma um, or abandonment, um, you know, all of those, they're all rooted in the same thing. You know, oh, you don't get, you don't get a client or something. It's still rooted in your childhood wounding, right? Client doesn't want to stick around. Like if that's rooted, it can be rooted in, in an abandonment pattern, right? I mean, that's, I mean, it's overgeneralization. There's a lot of ways it could be rooted, but it's like, that's one example, right? And so we don't tend to connect so much that, you know, our, our wounding and our childhood wounding is creating our results in business, is creating result, our results in, you know, in sales, right? And so it's interesting because to, to have that balance, like as I go, um, you know, as I'm just starting to go into corporations and, and how do you present that to them so that it can be heard and received and they can receive the benefit of that, right? So obviously some of that's through languaging and then just being able to find different ways and different analogies. It's like, okay, like here's, here's an analogy that, that talks about like how these all kind of come together and how this, you know, how that all um, uh, makes sense. So um, it's I, super fun because I mean, at the end of the day, like as we, the, I think, and I think a lot of business and entrepreneurs are oriented towards this, right? But like, and part of our, part of our goal, our long-term goals is like to be our optimum self, right? I mean, that's what it is. And so whether it's in personal life, whether it's in the corporate, whatever that is, it's, it's like, how do you optimize? How do you literally um, accelerate? How do you create an, an easier life? But how do you literally like, you know, ex uh, move to your highest level self in this world, right? And, and we can have the highest level self that I would call defended, right? Which is the self that's sort of like, look at how my, all my achievements and look at how things I've accomplished, right? And we can have the, our true highest level self is that self that's actually where we've been willing to peel back and to um, really uh, remove that defense and being willing to get down to what I would say as our baseline or that ground zero. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel like that whole basis of, of who we are and how we've come to view the world through the filter of our experience, right? Because the experience creates how we're reacting. And, and I believe in this too. And this is the work that I do with clients as well. Like, where is this coming from? And what, what are you really heading towards? Let's first determine like, what, what do you want? But then it's like, okay, and then maybe there may need to be some level of feedback around how you are right now that you can't see because people, people fall into their patterns or ways of seeing things a certain way. And, 
it almost needs like the pattern interrupt. But I, I found in working with larger organizations, I imagine you feel the same way that um, people get really stuck in process or like sunk costs of things. Like, well, I've spent so much time and money doing this. And it's like, well, can't possibly do something else. And it's like, well, I don't know about that. You know, like, you know, what, what would the possibility be if you actually you know, expanded out and did something else. But uh, anyways, it may have to be a conversation for another time because we're actually like, I'm having so much fun. I totally lost track of time and <laughs> we're, we're there. So um, I know that there's a bunch of stuff you're working on. And so I wondered if you might want to share one or two of those things. And then uh, the show notes will have all the links to get um, in contact with Deb and or take advantage of anything she talks about. Yeah, no, awesome. So here's the thing. So uh, I have a free interconnection kit and even a little bit what you were just describing with corporate, right? Like that disconnection, how when we make connected choices, connected choices are profitable choices, period. Right. And so when we're able we, and we don't waver off course or go like down a whole rabbit hole. Right. And so this interconnection kit, not only does it help you through all the challenges that are going on in our world right now, navigating those and creating regular, easy, everyday practices that literally will change your life, right? So you can grab that at, uh, and find out more at bit.ly slash interconnection kit, right? Just bit.ly slash interconnection kit. And then if you're interested in the sales program, which like I, like I had one person who she was like, she's like, I don't know what you put in there, but I'm the only person on my team doing well right now. So like, <laughs> like she bought the kit, you know, she bought the uh, program and she's like, this program's amazing, right? And it's just, because it's meant to keep your, well, it keeps your vibe high, but then also what ends up happening is ideas and ways of organizing and structuring how you do your sales, how you go throughout and like how you're structuring your meetings to close more sales, close more sales quickly to maximize your sales, all of that stuff that things that you just can't see. It's like, it's like if you were wearing, you know, dark shades and you take the shades off, <laughs> you can yeah. actually see it clearly, clearly. Yeah. So, um, wow. and you can find out more info, um, at basically at upping your sales game.com. So you can find out more info about that. Amazing. Well, thank you, Deb, for being here today. This was an amazing conversation. And I look forward to uh, having many more with you. And for you, I wish you much luck in getting used to your new environment. It looks amazing. And thank you for your generosity and being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super grateful. All right. Talk soon. Thank you for listening to today's show, and I hope that you had a few aha moments or maybe even a breakthrough. The goal is to share that with somebody that you know and that you respect or that you care about. That's how we create the ripple effect of leadership in the world. The show notes contain the ways that you can connect with both myself and the guest. Don't hesitate. We absolutely love connecting with you. If you like what you heard, subscribe so that you don't miss out on any more amazing podcasts that I drop. I hope that you have an amazing kick-ass day and thanks for tuning in to Authentic AF with Aaron. See you next time.